of God, but they had problems with their mouths. Moses, Jeremiah, and Isaiah. Moses can't talk. Jeremiah talked too much. You know anybody like that? And Isaiah had a filthy mouth. Here we go. Moses can't talk. Jeremiah talked too much. And Isaiah had a filthy mouth. And Exodus, follow with me in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 through 12. I want you to take this home. I want you to be able to study and make sure that you're, you go back and look at it. So you don't say, Pastor was just up there, just a talking. Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. This is a familiar text to most of us here in this church. I never have been, and I'm now, I'm now, I am not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or don't hear, see or don't see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I'll be with you as you speak. And I will instruct you in what to say. Moses can't talk. Came up with every excuse why he couldn't do what God had called him to do. He claimed he wasn't eloquent enough to do what God wanted because he had a mouth problem. God knows all of our weaknesses and he is able to use us to the fullest extent because when we are weak, this is when he is made strong. God sent his his brother to speak for him. He said, I'll send along Aaron. He can go with you. But Aaron wasn't even used to speak. But instead, Moses had to do what God had called him to do. If God gives you a task, you can be assured that he is going to give you everything you need to do to accomplish the task. I don't care how intimidated, I don't care how shy you are, I don't care how, how, how your esteem is about yourself. If God has given you something to do, he's going to give you what you need to perform the task. Amen? He will be with you. That is a promise. God said in his word that he will be with us. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us. He will be with us. If he gives you something to do, he, has, he will give you everything that you need. Let's look in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 through 10. This is Jeremiah's call and his first vision. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and anointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young. For you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. 
Jeremiah began to talk about what he could not do. And he began to tell the Lord, I, I, I can't. How are you going to call me as a prophet? And I'm too young to be able to go out. These people, I, I can't do it. And the Lord said, I didn't ask you all that. Has the Lord ever told you that? Put you in a situation and said, this is what I want you to do. And you said, but Lord, I can't. He said, I didn't ask you that. Y'all don't, the Lord don't talk to y'all like that. The Lord don't talk to y'all like that. He's told me plenty. I need you. And I'm like, what? I didn't ask you. He didn't ask me what I was capable of doing. He said, go. Same thing he told me. He said, I need you to go. And I'm going to put in your mouth my words to speak to the people. Jeremiah was called to be a prophet of the Lord, a prophet to the nations. But God had to straighten out his mouth before he could use him. Jeremiah had started saying things that God hadn't told him to say. This is us today as well. We tend to say things God hasn't said, especially concerning ourselves. And we're going to come back and look at this a little bit, a little shortly. This is where we stand doubting God's ability, talking about what we're not able to do because we don't understand the God that we serve. Amen. Travel with me to Isaiah chapter 6. We're not going to be long, but we're going to get the word of God this morning. And God is going to bless his people. Amen. Chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. It said, It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, It's all over I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live amongst a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's army. Then one of the servants flew to me with a a burning coal that he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongues. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger to these people? Who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. And he said, yes, go and say to these people, listen carefully, but do not understand. Watch closely, but learn nothing. God has to clean us up before he can use us. He have, we have to be put through the cleansing process in order to be a mouthpiece for God. A lot of people trying to walk around and, and talk about talk, and give a message from God, but their lives don't reflect a holy living. And God has to clean us up before he can put us out before the people. Isaiah immediately recognized his flaw and he repented. And God saw his flaw, but he also saw his desire to serve. I like this reading in the King James Version when Isaiah came to himself. He said, woe is me, for I am undone. I just seen the Lord. Can you imagine the Lord coming in here? All of us would be in this position. If you think you won't, then you need to humble yourself a little bit. Because all of us have flaws in our lives that when we come into the presence of the Lord as he stands before us, we're going to say, oh, my God, I am sorry. 
that is the posture that we will take whether we want to or not. We're going to be just like Isaiah and we're going to say, woe is me. For I am undone. And whatever the flaw is, that is what we should be telling unto the Lord. This is my error area right here that I need to repent of because I am not doing right. And you don't even have to know what it is. The Lord going to show it to you as soon as he walk in your presence. He's going to say, hey, you got such and such going. You're going to recognize it immediately. And you're going to say, woe is me. Woe is me. Forgive me. But he said, woe is me. I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And not only am I a man of unclean lips, but I dwell amongst the people who talk just like me. He said, my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. And immediately upon his confession, the angel came over. And it is so awesome because he didn't even talk about how his lips were burned. He didn't even talk about how everything was burned up. He said the angel came and went. The angel went and got some tongues and went to pick up the coal. He didn't even go pick it up with his own hand. It went and got a tongue and picked up the coal because the coal was hot. He didn't even express what happened when the coal touched his lips. He just automatically knew and understood that he was clean. Hallelujah. We have to go through the cleansing process. God saw his desire to serve. God is not necessarily looking for a perfect people. He's looking for people that have a heart for him. If we allow him, he can change our behavior. Amen. Going back to Jeremiah, the way we talk to ourselves about ourselves are some of the most important words that we need to look at. The way we talk to ourselves about ourselves are some of the most important words that we need to look at. We have to practice talking about ourselves the way God talks about us. When things don't look like what God says, we have to begin to speak those things that be not as though they are. That's in Romans 4 and 17. We have to begin to speak those things that be not as though they are. Joyce Meyer, when she was teaching, and she's done a, a, an awesome teaching on this subject. She has a book out called uh, Me and My Big Mouth. She's done several um, seminars and teachings on the mouth and the confessions of the mouth. But when she was, one of her teachings, she was saying she was a smoker. And she used to always say she was going to stop smoking, and she did everything she could to stop smoking. And, but she wasn't applying the principles of God in her life, and she was yet a young Christian. And she began to say she was sitting in her car. She was going down the street, and she was smoking a cigarette. And she said, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't like the taste of cigarettes, and I have quit smoking cigarettes. And she said she had to look at herself and start smiling because in the midst of saying all that, she still had a cigarette in her hand. Smoke was still swirling around in the car, but she began to confess over her life, I've quit smoking. And she said by week then, she had quit smoking because she began to confess over her life what she began to believe. Amen? When we begin to look at things in a certain way, that's, that's our mindset, and we start believing whatever it is. I don't care if it's truth or not. Whatever we believe, we contemplate, I'm getting ahead, whatever we, get, we contemplate on too long, we begin to believe it. It becomes our reality. 
If you, uh, if you manage money badly, you have a hard time getting your finances together, you don't have to say, man, I'm never going to get this right. We're always broke. Here it is, the middle of the money. We don't have no money for food. You don't have to speak that over your life. Start speaking something different. This month, well, I'm going to put away $10. So at the end of the month, whether I spend it or not, I'm going to have a plus in my bank account. Because God has said, that I'm the lender and not the borrower. And I can't be the lender if I don't have no money to lend out to anybody. So you have to begin to start talking to yourself the way that God talks to you and the way God thinks about you. If your finances is all messed up, you got to say, hey, you need to line up because this is not who God has called us to be. My finances, you belong to me, and this is not how God speaks of us. When God talks about me and my finances, he speaks well of me. And so you tell your finances, line up. And then you begin to say, okay, what is it that I'm doing wrong? This here, this. You know you did not need that extra that extra drink from Starbucks. That was $3.75 that you could have to the good at the end of this month. You could have just had one Starbucks this week. Begin to talk to yourself. And then you'll begin to see. Sometimes we want to blame it on everybody else, but it ain't everybody else. It's not everybody else, it's us. And once we begin to to get ourselves in line, we'll begin to understand what God has called us to be. I I, I used to watch Fred uh, Sanford and Son. Anybody watch Sanford and Son? Okay, got some people in here. I used to watch all the time. Oh, that was that was my show. And one of the things that Fred used to always call Lamont when he did something wrong and or good, what do you say? You big dummy. We have to be careful of the words that we speak into the lives of our children. We have to be very careful of what we call them because God has already declared that they were blessed. And we start calling them a big dumb. We call them stupid. We call them dumb. We tell them they ain't going to be about nothing. What you think going to happen? That's what they're going to be. They're going to materialize into what you have told them they are. If you tell them they can't do something, that's the first thing that they're going to express. Well, I can't do that. Why can't you do that? Have you ever tried to do that? We, we deal with kids all the time, especially in the, in the area of food. They be like, I don't like that. How you know you don't like it? Have you tried it? God has given us a huge area to explore with him. And, and oftentimes we don't get a chance to be who God has called us to be because we, we're afraid to step outside of that box. We're afraid to explore what God has given us. And we have to be so careful with our words. Friends, and it was, the show was good, but I started thinking about that this morning. I was like, man, I'm glad he had a little bit of confidence in himself. Otherwise, he would have really become the big dummy that his daddy had been calling him his whole life. Oftentimes, it's relationships like that that's, that makes us as adults have low self-esteem problems. We get around people that are negative and don't have anything good to say. We begin to to fall into what has been said about us, and we take that on. If we lack self-esteem, you have to learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. How can I do that, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. When David was, he was being pursued, he began to, he began to encourage himself. He said, wait a minute. I, 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 I got to encourage myself in the Lord. One way, you're going to speak life. you got to visualize your success. Treat yourself. Plan to play. Grow. Choose the right environment. Amen? When speaking life, 
what we think about ourselves, dwell on, contemplate, and say to ourselves becomes our reality. If you think you're dumb, you're going to be dumb. If you think you're slow, you're going to be slow. If you think you're worthless, you're going to be worthless. But if you begin to encourage yourself and say, hey, I don't care what's going on in life. I got it going on. I don't care if nobody else give me a kudo. If nobody, when I walk in the room, if nobody says nothing about what I have on, I don't care because I know who I am in Christ. You have to begin to speak life about yourself and lining up with what God, with the word of God, how you speak life. You got to be proud of yourself. So what? You messed up yesterday. But when you get up this morning, you got to be proud. Proud of the fact, first of all, that God allowed you to get up. Proud of the fact that you're able to do what you can do on today that you weren't able to do yesterday. Proud of the fact that you get another opportunity today to be able to do it. And you have to be your own best friend. We walk around all the time trying to hook up with people and hook up with people. Don't you know that people will fail you? And it's okay. They don't necessarily mean to do it. Because, see, once words are released from my mouth, they're out there. It's hard to take them back. You can't pull back. You can say, oh, I am. Pastor, I am so sorry. I did not mean that. And I can mean that from my heart. But that word has already been released into the atmosphere so you got to be your own best friend and encourage yourself with words like i know this is hard but i can do it if i just give myself an opportunity i know this can be challenging right here oh but if i just get up because the lord if i allow the strength of the lord to come in me this thing right here too is possible you can tell yourself oh i burned up that casserole last night for dinner oh but tomorrow i get a new opportunity and i'm gonna put a new casserole in the oven and everybody is going to enjoy you got to be able to encourage yourself you got to be able to pump your own self up in the lord not in yourself but in the lord somebody tell you you can't you got to be able to say that's all right you might think i can't but i'm gonna show you not just you but i'm gonna show myself oh that i can you got to be able to encourage yourself I have a young student and he is learning to read and it is so funny to me because sometimes he gets stuck on these sounds and he'll, he, he, he can't get it to come out. And I begin to say, hey, come on, say, come on, baby, say, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And he'll get there and then the other day he was sitting there, he was trying to say this word and he was like, and I looked at him, he say, come on, Ivan, come on, Ivan, come on, Ivan. And I about fell out my chair, he said, come on, Ivan, you can do it. And, and that that went and became not. You got to be able to encourage yourself. You got to be able to know who you are in God, and you got to speak well of yourself. If you don't speak well of yourself, why do you want somebody else to speak well of you? You got to be able to speak well of yourself. I don't care if they ain't got a good word for you. You got to know for yourself who you are, and you got to speak well of yourself. You got to be able to be your own amen corner. You got to be able to give yourself your own offering. You got to be able to say, I know who I am, and not only who I am, but whose I am. You got to be able to encourage yourself. You're late on an assignment. You can't get down on yourself. You got to be, by this time tomorrow, I'm going to get that done. You got to be able to know who you are and what God has called you to. Keep a good sense of humor. Learn to laugh at yourself. 
We are some such uptight people. We don't even learn how to know how to laugh. I send sometimes, I send, <laughs> I send little things over the thing to my husband and to our little group, and I'd be like, I'd be rolling. I'd, my side be hurting, I'd be crying. And I'd be like, what y'all think? They'd be like, that wasn't funny. I'm like, how was that not funny? How was that? Okay. Then I go to try to explain it because I want them to be as happy as I was when I read it. Sometimes they get it and sometimes and I'll be like, how y'all didn't get that? That was, okay, anyway. Anybody have like that? But you've got to have a good sense of humor. You've got to learn to laugh at yourself. When you make a mistake, just laugh. Sometimes just laugh and be like, ooh, okay, that was, that was a little bit out there, but okay, it's good. When we begin to speak what God says, we begin to tell ourselves that we're valuable. We understand that we're new. We're brand new in him. We understand that we have his spirit because we were, we were joined to the Lord with his spirit. You begin to understand that you're transforming, that you represent the Father. When you begin to talk about yourself and speak about God, you understand that I'm a child of God. Not only am I a child of God, but I'm a friend of Jesus. You begin to understand that not only am I I'm justified, but I am redeemed. You begin to understand that I'm a joint heir with Christ. You begin to understand that your old self was crucified and you're no longer a slave to sin. You understand that your righteousness of God is in Christ Jesus. When you begin to speak good about yourself, you understand that you're chosen, you're holy, and you're blameless before God. When you begin to talk good about yourself, you understand that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, and you understand that you're made alive in Christ. Hallelujah. When you begin to speak good of yourself, You understand that you are indeed free. Hallelujah. Speak affirmations over your life. Speak about your life. Speak over your life. Speak to your life. But speak. Visualize your success. That's the second thing. You want to plan, you want to set goals, and you want to dream. Practice visualizing your success and confess it over your life. How many of you get up in the morning and say, oh, Lord, it's Monday. I got to go out here. Go to work. It's going to be a terrible day. I ain't up for this. I ain't feeling it today. And your day goes just like that. It becomes a terrible day filled with trials and tribulations and a whole bunch of other stuff. But if you get up and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for another opportunity to serve you. Thank you, oh God. I know I could have been dead in my bed on this morning, but you chose me for today. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to go forth and be a blessing into the lives of the people that I come in contact with. Lord, I thank you that you raised me up this morning. I'm going to go take care of my family and get them ready and have them purpose to do what you have called them to do. I thank you that no matter what happens today, whatever trial or tribulation come, that if I start my day off with joy, it's going to go with me. It's not going to go before me, but it's going to go with me. And wherever I go, I'm going to take the joy of the Lord with me. So whatever thing I have to face today, I know that I'm going to be able to face it in you. That your confessions in the morning? I get up out the bed, I'd be like, whoo, okay. Okay, I'm tired. My legs hurt. Okay, okay. All right, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. 
I'm ready. We ready? We ready. And I'm excited about the opportunity that he has given me to live. Are you guys excited about the opportunity to live? Are you excited about the opportunity to live, to get up? Do you dread getting up in the mornings? Let me tell you, I ain't no morning person. The whole day is gone. You got to be a morning person. You go to work in the morning. So you got to be a morning person. Or does your coworkers face you? In that manner. Y'all leave her alone till about 10. You know, we ain't going to kick into that. About fourth cup of coffee come. That shouldn't be our confessions as Christians. Nobody shouldn't have to leave you alone. When you walk in the door, you should bring praises of the Lord into your, wherever you're going. You should bring the blessings of the Lord into whatever office you step into. They should be saying, oh, here she come. Here she come again. Here he come. Visualize your day and plan to be successful. Don't plan to be interrupted. Don't plan to have a bad day. Don't plan to be troubled. Plan to be successful. Treat yourself. Say reward yourself for for progress. Whatever goals you have set, place a reward for a small milestone that will keep you motivated. If you say, I want to save $10. And every $2, give yourself a little something. Have a little a piece of candy. Say, ooh, I did that. Reward yourself. It'll motivate you for going on. Don't overindulge. You know, people that, that are having, that are doing, trying to lose weight, myself included, when we, they have cheat days. Your cheat day is not designed for you to eat up everything that you couldn't eat in a week. <laughs> That's not what your cheat day is for. Your cheat day is designed for you to have a little something, something extra, just a little bit. It ain't a, you won't go back and have a cheat day and you eat from sun up. That's not a cheat day. You just have overindulged and you had just showed that you was gluttonous. That's not what it is. So when you when you give yourself a little bit of motivation, you say, okay, I'm going to do this and then this is that. Reward yourself. It helps to keep you motivated. Amen? Plan to play. What do you mean, Pastor? Set aside some time to do something that you really enjoy. How many of us plan to play? Most times we do stuff off the cuff, spontaneously. Nothing wrong with that. But when we do it that way, oftentimes we overindulge in spending because we haven't planned to play. Put it in your budget. Plan to play. Plan for fun. Plan. If you want to take the kids to the zoo, plan. This month we're going to put aside $20, and that's what we're going to use. This all, you, get, you have to gather them. You have to, yeah. you have to talk to them. Come here, sit down. We're going to the zoo today. We have $20 to spend between the seven of us. So this all you're going to be able to, you ha- if you don't do it, you'll find yourself pulling more money out your pocket. Right? Amen. Plan to play. Set aside time so that you don't overindulge, but that you can also have fun. Grow. Invest in yourself spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And desire to be better daily. And then you have to choose the right environment. Positive people and positive environments will encourage and set the tone for your life. If someone is always degrading and insulting, they add no value to your life. 
And they don't even have to be connected to you. You could just be sitting amongst these people. But if you find yourself in, in an environment where there's always degradation going, there's always insults, there's always complaining, it adds no value to your life. Move away from those type of people. Be around positive people, people that share your same values and ideals and that are them to themselves seeking to be better. Amen? And instead of allowing your mouth to be used for cursing, and when I say cursing, I'm not just talking about cursing people out. I'm talking about every foul word that come out your mouth, every word that degrades, every word that put down, every word that can be an assault, insult, every word that is not used for the edification of the Lord or the body, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. you say, well, Pastor, I don't cuss. I ain't talking about that. You may not cuss. But when we curse from our mouths, when we talk about people, we're cursing and we're, we're having a, a negative effect on the body of Christ. The Bible clearly states that this little member is full of evil and completely untainable. I heard a preacher say that our tongue has eight muscles in it whole body we got eight muscles in the tongue and these are the only muscles in our body that are not prone to muscle failure it don't get tired have you just been around people that just talk 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 children talk 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 adults talk 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 no muscle failure no muscle failure at all no muscle failure. I, I, as I tell this one, I said, I think you go to sleep, you talk all day, you go home, you talk, you talk. I said, I even believe you talk in your sleep. They said, I probably do, Pastor. <laughs> it doesn't get tired. We cannot tame it. Cannot tame it. And so we have to learn how to be quick to hear. Slow to speak. If we practice being quick to hear and slow to speak, we'll get in less arguments. If we're quick to hear and slow to speak, we'll be less defensive. We'll be able to allow people, we, we can hear what somebody is saying to us without already having their mind made up about what they're going to have. Sometimes we already have our response ready. So I, I ain't finna let, I don't, don't they think they is tough. Just wait till in, in the mind. Just wait till they finish. I got something to tell them. Just wait. And we haven't even heard the thing. And then when they finish talking, they be like, they ain't even go there. We have to be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to speak. Amen. Let's go back to our our scripture. I don't want to leave that. Make sure we get there. We're almost done. James 3. Chapter, James chapter 3, verse 2. It says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. And let me change. I want to go back to the New Living Translation. Indeed. We all make many mistakes, but if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves. Verse 8. 
No one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poisons. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Let me leave you with a couple of things that we can do with our mouth. We understand that we cannot tame this tongue. Even in our in being right and trying to do the right thing, sometimes we say the wrong thing. Can I get an amen? Okay, for those of you that did not agree, you just holy. Sometimes we say the wrong thing. And it don't necessarily have to be cursing. Sometimes we just say the wrong thing. A couple things that we can do with our mouth as we ask God to help us to be better. <coughs> don't talk too much. Amen. Proverbs. Yeah, I think I'm just making this stuff up. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27 through 28 says, A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even tempered. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. Glory. Amen. Don't talk too much. Look at Ezekiel chapter 37. While we're not talking too much about everything and everybody and anything, we're going to learn to speak the word of God and prophesy over our own lives. In Ezekiel 37, it says, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground, and they were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and will cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me suddenly as I spoke. There was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then, as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. The skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, he being God, speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again so I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies they all came to life and stood on their feet a great army amen learn to speak over your life speak in your life but when you speak speak the word of God another thing you can do with your mouth is encourage edify and build up if you are used to using your mouth to tear down and to destroy stop it 
You can stop it immediately. As soon as the word gets to your lips, you can halt it there. Ask the Lord to put a guard over my mouth so that the things I say can be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. That everything that proceeds from these lips will bring you great joy, will edify and to build up. You don't have to use your mouth to talk about somebody. You don't have to use your mouth to kill and to drain and to pull down. When you begin to edify, it takes a little bit more time, but you'll begin to say, hey, I don't have to talk about Susan Q. Like, I don't even care what Susan Q got on. Let me get my focus on the Lord, and I'm going to start speaking well of Susan Q. Then that way I might be able to have a blessing to come my way. Encourage, edify, and build up. The next thing you can do is be thankful and say so. Be thankful and say so. We're thankful. We walk around. I hear the saints say, I'm thankful. But we don't nobody hear nobody testifying. Be thankful and say so. It don't have to do anything with what you got on last week. It don't have anything to do with what you're going to get today. We concentrate 100% on the trials and tribulations and the failures that we fail to see what God has done and is doing in our life. Be thankful and say so. And stay busy. This is the last thing. Stay busy blessing everything you have. Stay busy blessing everything you have. As a mother, stay busy blessing your children. As a father, stay busy blessing your children. Stay busy wives blessing your husband. Stop saying, ooh, they get on my nerves. Well, if they get on your nerves and you keep saying it, what you think going to happen? They going to get on your nerves. Stay blessing them. Stay busy putting positive words uh, in front of them. If, 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 if he make you sick, don't say he make, oh my God, he just made me sick. He don't never want to do what I want to do. Start speaking and say, Lord, I thank you for that man of God. I thank you that when I put an idea out there, oh God, that his spirit and my spirit going to come together and he's going to agree and we're going to be able to walk together and we're going to be able to do these things together like you have commanded that you want us to do. I'm praying, oh God, that we'll be able to come together on one accord. Why, why are we talking about the negative? You have the power. The Bible says the power of life and death is right here in, in our mouth. So begin to speak those things. Speak them. You have an opportunity to bless no matter what it looks like. No matter what it sounds like. No matter what it looks like. I remember um, when Shanika first started teaching in, in D.C. And I was like, ooh, okay. She first started teaching in D.C. She had this, this classroom of, of second graders. They were a little over the top. She would send me the little list. They put them on the prayer list. I had my little prayer list taken to the altar because I couldn't remember all them kids' names, like 27, 30 of them. I couldn't remember their name, but I took the list and I was praying. And then she, she didn't say, can you pray for these bugaboos? Uh-uh. She said, can you pray for my little angels? And I said, girl, I just heard what such and such did. And I know that ain't no angel right there. But she began to speak over their lives the things that was not, that, that she didn't have any evidence of sin. And I know I didn't see. After she told me some of the stories, the little boy putting stuff on on the putting yogurt on the window and licking up the side. That ain't no angel activity right there. But she said, Ma, can you pray for my little angels? I said, okay, we praying for the angels. Begin to speak those things that be not as though they are, but take every opportunity to bless. Say things things that will add to your life and not take away. Bless yourself with the word of God. Become confident in his word. Search his word and know what it says concerning you. That way you can speak. 
speak about, you can speak highly of yourself, no matter what anybody says. Amen? Amen. We're all standing. Amen. God, we thank you and we praise you and we honor you for this day. We thank you for what our ears have heard and what our hearts have received on it. We thank you for, because you're a God. Thank you for showing us, oh God, what it is that we need to do to ensure that we line ourselves up to you. We desire to be created, remade, and to mold, molded and shaped into the people of God that you have called us to be. Thank you for speaking to us during this hour. Thank you for, oh God, showing yourself strong in this place. Thank you, oh God, for every heart that has availed itself to your word. I thank you and I praise you, oh God, that every heart, oh God, is malleable on today. Oh God, we thank you and we praise you, oh God, that we won't hold ourselves. Oh God, we, we didn't come in. We, your word wasn't sent out to condemn us or to make us feel guilty, but we thank you for the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, now in the name of Jesus, that will help us to line ourselves up with your word and we bless you and we praise you because your word is strong and it's sharp as any two-edged sword oh god healing oh god and cutting off at the same time so we thank you and we praise you oh god for the conviction that shows to help us to see ourselves and we thank you for your healing grace and mercy we thank you for our desire to be right in you oh god we thank you for your word that will allow us to be to be better in you thank you for sending a word on today that will help us to be better oh god as we begin to speak your word over our lives concerning us we thank Thank you, O God, as we begin to line ourselves up, that we will come in agreement with who you have called us to be. Lord, be glorified in this place on today and in these your people. We thank you and we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.